welcome to Atlanta Mix 108. Up next is Author Talk with your host, ML Roostrack.
We're here with the author show and your host, ML Rustrak. Now, normally I do do authors, but as you may have figured out, I like to throw you a curveball every once in a while. So I have a double threat on today. Torontos, who is not only an author who publishes one chapter in his book every month, but is also a musician. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me today. Now, like I said, we're going to do two parts. One, talk about your music, and one, talk about your book. How's that? Sounds great. Okay, let's go ahead and do the music part, because I'm sure the listeners would love to know everything about the song that is heard. Absolutely. So the song is called Above the Clouds, and it's a summertime happy, optimistic song. Basically, the premise is that no matter what it looks like below the clouds, if it's raining, thundering, uh, it's always sunny above the clouds. So it's a very hopeful song, and it can be applied to pretty much, I think, any part of your life. Having just heard it myself, it's beautiful. So thank you for sharing that with us today. And you have several others, I'm assuming, because I'm looking through your website. Yes, I've been. This is my fifth year releasing a new song, uh, music video, and book chapter every single month. So I think last I counted, uh, I also surprise people usually around Christmas time with an extra CD of instrumentals. I've done a Christmas CD and all sorts of stuff. So last count, I think I've released over 140 songs. So there's plenty of material on there for people to look at and listen to. <laughs> It'll take me days to go through everything on that co- your collection. <laughs> so <laughs> eventually, I will get there. But today, I'm just happy with the one song. <laughs> sure. But but yeah, you have a lot of things on your website. You you have your own store that people can buy your products. Correct. Yeah. You know, a lot of fans were asking for like autographed stuff and things that or a little more personal. So even though they can buy things on iTunes and listen to it on Spotify and Apple Music and pretty much anywhere they desire, uh, I just thought it was kind of nice to also have a little store where they can get autographed copies of the CDs or the books. And that's awesome. And I'm trying to go through everything on your site, and I... 
Here we go. Now you have the rock, the bags, sweetest sugar, breathe. Very, very beautiful songs. Imaging that's on there is wonderful as well. This is name of few that are recently released songs. Thank you. Yeah, and actually the new one coming out on uh, Tuesday um, in a couple days here is called uh, Your Empty Chair, and it's a very beautiful rock ballad about someone who is dealing with a lot of uh, resistance and um, but just can't walk away from the love of his life. And even though he stares at her empty chair, he's hopeful that things will work out. Oh, that's beautiful. And so important in so many different lives, too. I think just because you're hopeful to come back, sometimes you have to put in, hey, honey, why don't you come home or something Sometimes yeah. it's just close enough to be able to tell that. Absolutely. Love is hard, and it's nothing in life is ever easy. So that's one of the premises to the song. That's excellent. Now, your book chapters, you said you've been doing this for six years. What prompts you to write? I really try to listen a lot to the fans, and believe it or not, when I was first, I think I was maybe a month or two out a um, long time ago, and a fan basically suggested, hey, you are you love writing lyrics, you've been writing them since you were in fourth grade consistently, and you know, kind of threw it out there. And I, I kind of mulled it over and said, you know, what would be interesting is, even though I never thought I was a writer, I love writing and I've written a lot. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I've always wanted to write a book, and I'm like, why not? No other artist that I know of has ever wanted to... Um, you know, whatever song they released to make it a book chapter. And I decided the first year, the book, at that time, Vampire Diaries, Twilight was kind of really popular. So I had a vampire kind of theme. I love fiction. So I, mm-hmm. I figured fiction fantasy would be the genre I would write in. And the first book came up. Every month I'd look at the song and I'd say, hey, I'm going to take this chapter this way. It became a book. And then I said, you know what, let me do a trilogy. And, uh, it really started, I noticed over the years that my writing has gotten better and better because I've worked really hard at it. I've tried to be involved in reading and improving my craft. And for this trilogy this year, I said, well, what else do I love? You know, I love Star Wars, Star Trek, that kind of stuff. So this trilogy, which is the second book this year, is kind of, you know, in, in that arena. And, uh, you know, sneak peek, I also love Indiana Jones and that kind of stuff, so the next one is going to be about something archaeological. And it's just been a fun way to uh, keep the fans interested by releasing a new chapter every month. That's awesome. Now, you have, you said you wrote these in trilogies, but you release a chapter every month. Have you thought about publishing the books as a full, full book? Yes, I have, actually. So what I... What I typically do, every month I'll release a new song, video, book, chapter, and then at the end of the year, I release the CD. So the CD gets published usually around the second week of November, and then a week after that, usually I'll release the, um, a, a surprise CD, like you know, around Black Friday, and then a week after that, I'll publish the books. So the books are all published and available on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles and all sorts of venues. Excellent, because you, you have that fantasy one in there, and you're talking about a couple of things, so I might have to, this winter, 
pick up a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I've. I, uh, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. If it's fantasy, I have to have it. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell you, my writing style has evolved tremendously because. Um, the more I learn about it, you know, I self-publish through Book Baby, and I read their blogs, and it's been interesting. I've learned a lot from different authors, so I'm very proud of the stuff that I'm putting out even now. And uh, like my music and my lyrics, it just keeps getting better and better. I think one of the mistakes people make is they kind of throw their stuff at the world and expect to go viral. And if they don't, they either give up or they say, "Well, the world doesn't understand my artistry." And I, I certainly get that. And those thoughts crossed my mind too, but I took it in a different direction. I said, well, it's not good enough. And I would listen to songs on the radio. I would read books from famous authors, and I'd say, yeah, it's, it's not up to par. So I've worked really hard at getting better and better. So I think the people that have followed me on this journey, um, I get comments all the time of, wow, the book you just, the chapter you just released just blows away what you did, you know, six months ago, a year ago. And they keep telling me that, and that's my goal. My goal is to keep getting better and better where people just can't put it down. Exactly. I think that's a goal that every author, every artist should have, is if you stay with just what you're doing, the fans are not going to respond as well as if you hone your craft, regardless of what it is. I agree completely. See, me, my first book, I kind of poked fun at myself a lot because there's a lot of grammar and spelling errors that I had to put back in after editing, took them out. And I have Mm -hmm. a really nice worded letter in the front of the book, and I still get, why did you do this? Well, watch the book, watch the series, and then the book series is evolving for taking all those errors out, and turn it into a completely different book. Yeah, I can see that. I like to poke fun of myself being, <laughs> and a lot of, I don't know if you read my bio, I've had three strokes and stuff, so I took yeah. my learning curve of relearning everything and incorporated that into the book. That's a, that's a fascinating uh, story, and that's a great angle. Yeah, it's like, and then after that, there's stuff coming out that has nothing to do with the books I'm writing right now. But it was just a way to hone, hey, okay, I'm not perfect. Here you go. Here's a book that's not per- perfect. And then it's going to evolve through. So Yeah. It was just the angle I took. And it seemed to be working with the fans that they're puzzled. But I like puzzled fans because then they're reading going, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, what's going to happen next? No, I, I think that is, um, I also am very sarcastic and playful and a smartass, basically, is the short story. But uh, I think throwing curveballs at fans is wonderful, and I like to surprise them, and I like to keep them guessing. Um, along that light, you know, I've done all sorts of genres. I've done jazz songs, I've done hip-hop songs, I've done pop songs, I've done dance songs. So I I think people get bored. You know, if I had to sit, we all have our favorite artists or authors, but, you know, if they're putting out the same exact thing over and over, no matter how talented they are, I think you get bored. Yeah. I read, I have over 500 books, 
from many, many, many different authors. If I read the same author's books, because I have a few that I have in complete selection, like I'm so bored because I'm reading the same thing, just wrote differently. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely, actually. So, yeah, my taste in books change based on the weather. I can't say, okay, I just want books from one author because then I get so bored with reading. But it's a good release at the same time. Yeah, I hear you. So, you have a book chapter coming up on Tuesday. You have music coming out, I'm assuming, very soon. And this current yeah. book that is sci-fi, eh, Star Wars-y type thing. Correct, Which yeah. And I forgot to mention, of course, I'm always the main character. So Serantos is always the main character in um, in every book, chapter, every uh, every book. Now, how fair is it to everyone else to put yourself as the main character <laughs> and have all these unique adventures? You know what? It's uh, it's almost like when you're a kid and you, you know, want to be Luke Skywalker or you know Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. It it enables you to initially. I was kind of like, nah, that'd be egotistical. Like, why am I always? And then you know, I I read the story of Sylvester Stallone and how he wrote Rocky and everybody was trying to buy it from him and he insisted, no, only if I can be the main character. And I kind of thought, you know what? Why not? This is my story. This is every month I look at the song and I say, okay, this song is about heartbreak. It's about, and it's always challenging to incorporate that cohesively into a chapter and make sure that that chapter fits into the premise of the book that year. Otherwise, you can imagine that you can kind of be going all over the place. So I think it's a very unique thing that I personally don't know anyone who's done, but I love the challenge. And, you know, I read last year that Adele, you know, really, really wants to write a book. And I'm thinking, wow, here's Adele, who is a superstar, mm-hmm. has done all these accomplishments at a, at a young age, and I respect her and I love her music. I obviously love her voice. But I'm like, you know, I kind of have something she doesn't. And it really kind of put it to light for me, not that I've been on a bestseller chart, but, again, I to me, I think you've got to do what makes you happy. And it's not about the numbers. It's not about uh, It's not about the money. It's just, you know, you just keep working and getting better at it. And perspective is always a very interesting phenomenon in that you, you don't know what the other person's thinking, and sometimes you have something um, really famous people want. Exactly. Um, speaking of that, do you do book fairs or craft fairs that go out and do signings where people can find you other than talking directly to your fans? I basically do not, and it's something I really want to do, but what's kind of happened with my book stuff is on the music stuff, I do a lot of radio interviews, um, and I'm very involved in many, many different things. The book things, I guess I'm not really doing it right since I'm self-publishing. You know, I have book sales, and I have, uh, but I don't really have a pub- you know, a publisher, a promoter, a marketer. And I don't on the music side either, but that seems to work out um, a lot better because people hear the song, they get inspired, they get moved. So I do think at some point it'd be nice for me to 
either hook up with some kind of publisher or someone that can get me to these events because I'm, you know, I'm a beginner. I don't know. I know there's book fairs. I know people go do book signings at all sorts of places. And Chicago, where I'm based, is a big city, but I'm not smart enough or I don't know yet how to pursue those opportunities. And uh, that might sound like an excuse. You know, maybe it is, but um, it's just something I want to do, but no, I have not done yet. You don't have the experience because you haven't figured it out yet. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. As yeah. someone that was self-published and got picked up by a publisher, I understand the struggle. Um, I have some contacts. I'm going to email you to you, so hang out with me after the show because I have some information sure. for you that may help you. you can Absolutely. It. I appreciate it's, that. It's just information, so... I keep checking my time because my clock isn't working, so I apologize to Atlanta if I... That's okay. <laughs> no, it's no problem. <laughs> so, is there any of your books or a chapter in one of your books or a song that really has inspired your fan base to go, this is the best so far? So... Every year, I have a greatest hit section on my website, and also I made a YouTube playlist with like the best videos. And every year, there's always a couple songs that stand out. But in the five years, the one song that consistently people listen to and they say, "Wow, that is uh, probably above the clouds." Most people seem very inspired by that, very happy. In terms of another song that people it really resonates with them is What If I Never See You Again, which is a song I wrote for my father who passed away. And that's more, you know, more melancholy. It's a sadder type song. Um, so again, it, it really, depending what someone's in the mood for, you know, sometimes they're in the mood for a dance song. Um, but in general, I would say Above the Clouds is probably the one that more often than not is the one they compliment. Well, I'm so happy we got to play that before the show today. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to send in another curveball and see if we can maybe play a second song at the end of the interview. I love doing this. I love, like I said, I love playing with my listeners and my readers, throwing little curveballs if you're game with that. Yeah, curveballs are great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if, so we'll play something else at the end of the show. This gives you the exposure, but also get my listeners a little bit something different to listen to. I know this is hip hop station, but yeah, it's me. I don't do just hip hop. Sorry, <laughs> I do everything. <laughs> now, it's interesting you say that because I have a hip hop song coming out, which is a great parody that has gotten really great reviews. Um, I love hip hop, uh-huh. and again, this is a sneak peek because it doesn't come out for a month, and I'd be happy to send it to you but it has gotten rave reviews. Um, and, and the parody is this. Hip-hop has taken over the world. It's on every chart. It's wonderful. I love it, but I can't rap at all, and I suck at it. So it's a, it's a fantastic um, parody, and it's, you know people kind of love the lyrics, and the reviews have been very interesting. Um, so I'd be happy to send it to you to play anytime. Please do, because I love... I love throwing the fans a curveball because right now I have an instrumental that my fans, my listeners, my 
recognized as part of a song from somewhere. And it's just quick instrumental, no words, just something to introduce me. But at the same time, I love giving my listeners something to listen to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I think they'll um, um, they'll either love it or hate it, depending on, uh, you know, but <laughs> it's definitely a funny song, so. Every song out there that's on the radio, you either love or you hate. It's just there. Yeah. It's up to the yeah. ears of the listener instead of the eyes of the reader. So we can that's take so a really, true. really... Number one New York bestseller, and someone is going to go. This is the best book ever, and then someone else is going. To be, Are you kidding me? This sucks. It's yeah. just up to who's ever reading it or who's ever listening to it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. So we have a few minutes left. We have the website. Would you like to? Uh, Tell them how to reach that site. Absolutely. So the main website is Melogia.com. Melogia in Greek means with words. And since I'm all about the words, I thought that was a cool website name. Uh, it's M-E-L-O-G-I-A.com. And on there, they will find links to my Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube channel, whatever their heart desires. I always strongly suggest people sign up to be an email subscriber um, I don't spam people. I never ask them to buy anything. But you know, I send out two emails a month basically saying, here's the new song for the month and here's the new video for the month. And um, I'd be happy to interact with them. I have no uh, marketing agency. So if they uh, shoot me a message on Instagram, I will respond personally myself. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great um, way to get a hold of me. And I just want to grow old with people. It's always a perfect dream to have that many fans and be able to interact with your fans, not through an agent or a third party. Yeah. And that, that's the one thing with mainstream media, books, singers, it's all third party. You can't interact with them one-on-one. So I love having guests like you on the show that want to interact with their friends or I'm going to call them friends, not listeners. I think it's important. I don't, you know, I understand when you're Justin Bieber or Kim Kardashian that you might get sick of people hounding you everywhere. But to me, I just think it's the most humbling thing in the world that people want to take time out of their day to listen to my song, come stand in a crowd, watch me in a concert. I mean, I don't think I'd ever get sick of that. I really don't. I think it's really up to who the artist is, both musicians and authors. Some of them love to be sought out and talk to their fans, like you, and then you have the others that I'm basically about the money instead of the fans. That's the yeah. image that they're producing. They may not be that way, but that's the image that they're, the message that they're saying. And you could tell, though. I, I personally find it whether it's social media or whether it's a concert, it's so obvious when people are going through the motions and their heart's not in it and they're just doing it to, to get a check. I, I think that's the most disappointing thing as a fan when I 
make the effort to go somewhere or, or read something or watch something, and they're just, you can tell when they're faking it, I think. Mm-hmm. You can. If you're, if you're very perceptive to body language, when you meet the people that you're thinking about as a celebrity, you know the ones that are there, there for their fans and the ones that are there for money. Yeah. And they listen to what their agent or their marketing people tell them to do or to say, and it's just, you know, I, I never rehearse for an interview. I never – it's just authentic. I don't have to remember what someone told me to say because I say what I truly feel. I mean, I'm not faking this, and I think people can – I think they can appreciate that or at least respect it. Exactly. I would love to do the authentic interviews as both the interviewer and the interviewee, because that way I don't have, a, have to remember anything. And I don't have an agent for publish, publishing or anything, because I refuse to. I cannot interact as a published author with my fan base if I have an agent. And that kills yeah. me. Yeah, and l- let's be honest. We all have, um, again, people who have... S- quote unquote made it might not but for the rest of us you have a day job and then you have this passion and thing you're trying to do and there's only uh, so much time in the day and then if you have family or friends it just gets more and more challenging and there's a lot of things that we you know I think all of us would love to have someone that takes 10% or 15% and does but then there's so much fraud and abuse in both our industries that Mm -hmm. you can't trust people you know if if someone truly was a big player and could really get you more radio airplay or on Spotify playlists or get you like great signings at Comic-Con, you would do it in a heartbeat. But how many people sign things like that and end up going nowhere and they're tied up for a year or three years with someone that did nothing for them? Exactly. It's horrible the way the industry is in some aspects. Personally, I would love someone to take 10% and come clean my house rather than come and get me bookings and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it's frustrating for sure. So, But that's about all the time we have for today. So I thank you again for being on the show. Uh, thank you, Melissa. I really appreciate it, and I hope your fans enjoyed it. And I'd be happy to be on again anytime, and I'll definitely send you that... Uh, that song coming out in a month, too. But uh, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are very welcome. And may not play today, but look for it sometime next month and begin at one of my shows. So I, Okay. I, That's awesome. I'll let you know exactly what day I'm going to plan on doing that. But just a little curveball yeah, for all, all the fans out there. And yeah, absolutely. Amanda. I'd be happy to share it and hopefully get it as much exposure as possible. Oh, you're welcome. I, I love doing stuff like this. So for tonight, good night, Atlanta. Happy reading and good listening. Last year was crazy without you. Not a day went by that I didn't think about you. I miss you so much, my love. I was
things and gave a shout Slam the door on your way out Wish I didn't feel that breeze Wish you stayed and forgave me Yeah. 